Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Jamie Mulvaney. Uh, Well, good morning, everyone. Lovely to see you. Um, And also welcome to episode 50 of HTC Daily today, which is very exciting. Uh, Well done. Uh, We've made it. Um, It's been great to gather together with you. Let's have a look at uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 12. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 12. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought those who were ill to the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns and Jerusalem, bringing those who were ill and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. Now, I know what you're asking. I'm asking it too. Uh, What is with Peter's shadow? Did it heal people? Uh, What is going on there? Um, Why a bit later do we read that handkerchiefs were taken from Paul's body and laid on the sick to make them well? Uh, We don't see those things happening again in the Bible. Um, You know, how long, how how low does the sun have to be to get the shadows just right uh, to, to be near Peter to get him to heal you? Uh, What if it's raining? Uh, Do the conditions need to be just right? Uh, This passage is a tale of two shadows, not actually um, primarily about Peter's shadow. But what I wanted to look at this morning is two other shadows that each and every follower of Jesus will face. And the first shadow is this. It's the shadow of opposition. And that's what's coming just after this passage. The temple is this huge complex. It's more than a building. It's an area of Jerusalem. And it's also the site of racial division. It's like a barbed wire fence saying, keep out to those not from the right race and religion. God never asked them to do this, of course. And Paul, he will tell us in Ephesians that that Jesus came to, to break down these barriers so um, there's the apostles. There, there they are again in Solomon's colonnade in verse 12, performing signs and wonders. Um, you know, that healing of a man um, in Acts 3 was not a one-off. But when the, the power is, is concentrated in the temple, and this temple itself is a physical sign of, of opposition, a mark that certain people weren't welcome, then what the apostles are up to is going to bring opposition now imagine people outside a hospital offering alternative medicine that, that worked really well, that, that drew huge crowds. Imagine standing outside the Royal Albert Hall with a big concert going on inside and a motley group are outside causing a bigger crowd to gather for free. You know, the organisers are not going to be fans of this, are they? And that is what's going on here. And so we, we, we see the shadow of opposition is approaching. In verse 13, we see that people didn't dare join them apart from those who are being saved. And so the the apostles, the disciples acting boldly in Solomon's colonnade was was making quite the statement and it did provoke the religious authorities because it was drawing quite the crowd. And note here that every sentence, every verse in this passage is plural. It's, It's a sea of faces, but each person utterly precious to God. 
each person matters, each person counts. And for, for many of us, the opposition we face will be very small compared to the persecuted church. And there are many of us who do, do live with the shadow of opposition every day. So that's the first thing I want to draw our attention to is the shadow of opposition. The next shadow is, is a much better shadow. It's the shadow of the cross. If you like the apostles, they are living in the light of the cross. Um, I don't know if many of you have been watching The Last Dance on Netflix. Um, I don't know very much about basketball, uh, but I've really been enjoying this. It's a fascinating uh, documentary series and it's creating a lot of buzz. It's a compelling story uh, with twists and turns and big personalities, primarily about the basketball player Michael Jordan. And these big personalities, they have uh, big clashes and they have disagreements and they make mistakes, even Michael Jordan. And even Peter here, we, we will see that in the book of Acts, just as we saw in the Gospels. So while this passage seems to be about the star power, the magnetic pull of the big personalities, that is not what this is about at all. Peter himself says back in Acts 3 verse 12, uh, in the same place, in Solomon's colonnade, he says, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The people here, they, they want to get as close as possible to Peter. Just like so many of the images in, in the Last Dance documentary are of fans trying to get as close as possible uh, to Michael Jordan, to, to be like Mike, to wear his Nike Air Jordan trainers. And we want to, to get put Peter's shadow or Paul's hanky. You know, why did, why did these healings happen in bizarre ways? What's the formula? How do we make it happen again? How do we engineer that? It's, it's not about Peter. It's not about the apostles. It's not about their, their, their personal devotion or their glittering lives. Don't put people on pedestals. Because the apostles are very simply living their lives in the shadow of the cross. Recognising that, that while often things don't work out as we hope, that while often people get sick and die, that while often things are not how they should be as the kingdom has not fully yet come, they, they have accepted that Jesus is who he says he is, that he died and that he rose again. They have simply accepted that God can do whatever he wants and that when we call out to him and trust in him, he will often do much more than we could possibly dare to imagine. So we act with this simple faith, but bold faith acting with conviction and compassion. Conviction about the cross and the natural outworking of that in bringing Jesus' compassion and healing to those, those around us. And when, when we do this, we can expect the shadow of opposition because we are entering enemy territory, occupied land, but we can expect God to show up in great power too. In verse 16, right at the end of our little passage this morning, we see that those who were ill and those who were tormented by evil spirits were healed that nothing and no one is beyond the reach of Jesus' shadow. And so to a world that is, is scared of evil and to a world that is scared of contagion, the presence of Jesus brings transformative power, healing, restoring and saving. So can I encourage you to, to get as close as possible to the cross as you can today? May Jesus light your path. And may we see signs and wonders that make people wonder. And may the Lord add to us daily multitudes who are being saved. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jamie. So as we continue to pray, we invite you to draw near to Jesus, to be filled with his Holy Spirit, to be bold and full of faith.
to pray for all of those around us feeling vulnerable and afraid of the future and for God's truth, the gospel, to reach everyone who doesn't know him. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on HTC Daily this morning.